Hello, everybody, and welcome to Show Hoppers Lost Season 1, Episode 11. All the best cowboys have daddy issues. I'm Kurt. I'm with Mr. Sal. Hi there, Kurt. Hi, Mr. Sal. And um, normally, I ask you how you're doing. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to give well. it a command. Tell me how you're doing. Oh, I'm I'm doing fine. Uh, you know what I, th- I realized is that we haven't mentioned in quite a while what our relationship is and our relationship to these shows. So I thought that I'd just remind our listeners. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> what? That's fair enough. Yeah, I kind of forget about that. Yeah, and maybe we should start every episode with I'm... I'm a teacher and Kurt was my student and or something, <laughs> but I, I, I am a teacher and Kurt was my student for two years because he failed the first time. No, I'm kidding. He did not. So, um, but uh, we, not very funny. No, I, 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 I was, I know it wasn't very funny. No, it was good. No, it's good. Okay. <laughs> no, I, but uh, Kurt took two different courses with me, uh, graduated and we decided that we liked talking about shows and that's why we do this podcast. Uh, my my favorite show is the leftovers and we do cover the leftovers so if you're if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to our leftovers uh podcast you should definitely check that out after watching the actual episodes uh meanwhile yeah before you even watch the episode feel free to pre-rate us give us five stars on whatever platform you're on or however many stars you can do and if you don't like what you hear just just stop watching us uh, you don't need to edit your review. You can if you want, but just give us pre-rate us, and then you can go back and edit it if need be. So give us the pre pre-rate. We're good to go. Uh, I guess. I mean, you know, while, while, uh, this on the on the Lost podcast, I have not seen any Lost. Kurt has, and it's one of his favorite shows, and so that's the way we we like to cover stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Occasionally good. we hop from show to show, and and we, you're gonna get one of those. Don't don't do that. I mean, hmm. no, I don't. I don't like. We talked about this before. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but I don't. I never thought I'd say that. But I don't like when TV shows and movies depends on the title, but they mention themselves in the in the actual thing, like they mention the title or the movie in it. I hate that. It depends on like the title, like the moth. It's okay to say the word moth, okay? In that episode, it's a really bland word. Yeah, we have talked about this, but you're right. I don't remember if this was on the podcast or not, but. But like if they said Tabula Rasa in the Tabula Rasa episode, I would be like, really? Yeah, that's no good. <laughs> Did you really have to say it like that? He said, for example, all the best cowboys have daddy issues in this episode. <laughs> I would lose but it. Then maybe I would have liked the title more. I'm not sure. because I can explain that title for you, but I'll do it later. I mean, I'm pretty sure I understand it. I just don't like it. <laughs> no, no, no. You must not understand it. This is the Jin episode. Okay. No, no, you probably understand. Anyway, so that's the dynamic you have going here, and uh, we are excited to talk about this episode today. Very excited. Uh, So first and foremost, Mr. Salman, ask you, what were your thoughts on this? My guess, my quick guess. I was gonna say you usually. Yeah, I like to try to guess. My 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 quick and dirty guess is not as good as the last episode. It's hard to top the last one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think. By your standards, you'll give this. I feel like I give it a seven, but I'm gonna be optimistic and say you gave this an eight out of ten. It's I you're this is eerie. <laughs> I don't. I feel like sometimes you're living in my head rent free, as we've said <laughs> several times. <laughs> yeah, living in the head rent free. <laughs> uh, because I I 
went back and forth between a seven and an eight. <laughs> it's funny because I, I knew what I had already given an eight to previously. Mm-hmm. And my lowest ranked eight is White Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, so of all the episodes that I've given an eight to in Lost, the lowest one for me is White Rabbit. Okay. And then of all the episodes that I've given a seven to, the highest one is Solitary. And I, I think this one slots right in there between White Rabbit and Solitary. I like it less than White Rabbit, more than Solitary. Did you try to uh, break out the mythical 7.5? I really, I, I almost... I almost hedged, but I said that is such a cheat. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So, so I did end up going with a seven. Oh, you did go with the seven. Yep. Oh, I really thought you'd bump it up today. I thought you'd be iffy and you give it eight. The prediction was close, but not spot on. Uh, you know what I was going to give this episode. I don't understand that. Well, granted, your rating system's inferior to mine because you only have like four different ratings you give things. Meanwhile, I have so many more things. I can get things. Okay. Uh, kind of. We 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 have an adjusted conversion scale for those of you that don't know down in the show notes. I gave this an eight out of ten. So about the same. Okay. Wait. No. No, it's not the same. It's reversed. Close to the same. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Let me close. About five by you would be close to that. I like this episode much more than you. <laughs> Got yes, you did. And you get an eight. It's like me giving it an eight point eight. Me giving it a seven is like you giving it a five. We are yeah. way off here. We're very off here. Another another very off episode. Hmm. Interesting. Not since House of the Rising Sun have we been this far off. Was that, was that after Moth, that episode? Oh, we were wait. off on Moth. You might be right. We were yeah. off on Moth. No, but we were off the other way. I went. Oh, high. okay. Yeah. yeah. That's not even close to that far off. Yeah. So, yeah, it is what it is. Some people just make poor decisions. Uh, some people just have different goals in life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that as a rebuttal. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it fits pretty much any situation. I, before we get into it, I just want to ask your thoughts on the flashbacks for this episode. And compare, compare it to Jack's last flashbacks. Because it's the first time we've had... Yeah, the... Um, the I don't know. The flashbacks... Um, not... Not my favorite flashbacks. I think I preferred them in this episode to the to White Rabbit. I preferred mm-hmm. the flashbacks in this episode mm-hmm. um, because it, it just answered a few more questions about his relationship with his father and, and why his father was so upset with him and why it was important for him to be the one to go to Australia to retrieve him. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think this these flashbacks are better than White Rabbit. Still mm-hmm. not like... A tier levels of flashbacks that we've seen from like Claire not. and yeah. uh, Charlie's are pretty good. Uh, Sawyer, of course, I forgot yeah. to forget Sawyer. But mm-hmm. okay, flashbacks better than Saeed's, better than his previous ones. For sure. Uh, and we'll get into the flashbacks as we go. So, starting with the episode, we're in the caves. It starts off right as the other one uh, ends, which is the first time besides the pilots has really happened. Usually, there's some sort of time gap between episodes. So here it starts right yeah. off. We're in the cave. Confusion about Ethan. Saeed's still, you know, he just came back. And they run into the jungle. Yep. Find Ethan. And the whereabouts of a 
Charlie and Claire. So I wanted to be noted you were spot on with your guess. I want credit to be given to you. You knew it was Ethan that was out on the manifest. Yeah, I mean it was congratulations. Pretty... I would have been really impressed <laughs> if impressed. Started... I would have been mad. No, that's so that's such a that's such a red herring though. I'm teasing you about that. But that would have been such a red herring. They're like flash to him, say hello there, like uh oh. Yeah, it I mean, I would have been kind of impressed if it wasn't Ethan, but so no shock it was Ethan. How would you right. feel if they did that? They're like, oh, Charlie wasn't on the flight, and then Charlie's like the evil one. <laughs> oh, man, that would have been something. <laughs> would have been. That would have been. Uh, um, but, okay, anyway, back back to it. They run to the jungle. And- oh, by the way, I'm sorry. I have to interrupt you here. Yeah. I'm just going to refer to Ethan as Claire's baby from, from this point forward. Until- oh, oh, yeah, for those... Well, and- this was oh, just last no. episode. Okay, so... Last episode, Sal's one percent or super low odds are maybe Ethan is Claire's son in the future, but there's some time stuff in the island that allows that he's here with Claire. And that's why he's yeah. doing this. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I think it's totally wrong, but I, I like the idea of it. You like the idea. <laughs> You're gonna confuse people. I don't know you will. Oh, that's fine. Claire's son. That's fine. We can run with that. So <laughs> they start running through the jungle. And we start, so there's, by the way, so the big reason I thought you'd give this an 8, I thought it would be between these Locke and Jack interactions, because I know how much you like Locke and Jack, and their collisions together, kind of. But anyway, yeah. they run through the jungle, we see them primarily, there's other people, but we see them, and Locke finds Claire's bag, and he finds some footprints, some drag marks, he can tell there's a struggle, and oh, he must have gotten taken away there, right? And Jack's, Jack's really worked up, right? He's, like, yelling for them. He's actually yelling at this before the interest because he's yelling, Claire, Charlie, and Locke's trying to, like, calm him down. And this is this is a theme we see throughout the entire thing. Jack is much more panicked and, uh, I don't say energetic, but he's much more faster than Locke in terms of trying to look for them. But Locke's more mild-mannered, right? Taking his time to do it right. Yeah. Uh... This is this reminds me of so, uh, my son and I play video games together. My son is nine years old, and and he, he's very reckless about the way he plays video games. <laughs> he just charges full bore ahead, and I'm like, you, you got to hold on, check it out, look around, see if you can make that jump. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's I'm like not, jump, jump. Not... <laughs> so oh. I, I'm the John Locke in that situation. Yeah, so, okay, so you can relate to John Locke. You, you look at a Jack, you're like, you'll grow up, Jack, you'll grow up. Yeah, and this is, this is, I mean, I'm jumping the gun a little bit here, but this is one of the things that I don't love about the episode is I think that we're meant to assume that Jack is this frantically looking for Claire because she's pregnant and this incident between he and his father involved the pregnant woman. But he he even says at one point not again yeah but they're such different situations yeah that i really think that that's a really really that's a big stretch for us to go i yeah i didn't really i didn't really um, give that much credence i was, was like jack just you know we, we've talked about how jack has the saviorship mentality he always wants yeah. to save people and so you know i was cool with it just on that alone of he wants to save people so. Yeah, 
And I think that... No, when, when he said that again, I think that could apply to the lady that drowned before and he could not save her. Or some other you know, hmm. situation. Yeah. Maybe. I, I mean, I would, I would agree with you, except that they're clearly showing us these flashbacks. And I mean, it was like back-to-back -back scenes where we've learned that the woman in surgery was pregnant and then he's yelling not again about mm -hmm. that's true that's true i think they were trying to do that yeah. no, i agree with you but i like your version better <laughs> the lady drowning that yeah they showed that I, I i like to think that that's what lindelof meant that okay he does everything for a reason yeah. he does now i don't think he did that <laughs> we, we've been over that too okay so Intro starts, we're back from the intro, and Jack and Locke are starting to follow tracks, and so they start asking questions. Jack wonders how Ethan dragged him, and Locke questions why. So, I, and I'm going to ask you the same questions. Do you think Ethan dragged him alone? And I'm going to ask you about these others. So, do you think there are others? Is Ethan working solo? Was he part of that French squad? Is he not? I don't, I mean, if he dragged them both by himself, first of all, he would have had to subdue them bind them and drag them all by himself then ethan is superhuman and that's what we see him later on in the episode he's like a it's like a batman-esque guy maybe yeah. he's a fighter but anyway yeah I, exactly i i i find it very hard to believe that he did all of this by himself okay so you think he has people with them so do you think this is the others that um russo is talking about i you know it seems that way I I think that's the direction we're heading. By the way, I, I think I called this last week, didn't I? That I think Ethan is the one who knocked Saeed out. Yes, that's your that's your prediction. Yeah. Is that Ethan's yeah. one that knocked out Saeed with a pretty high degree of certainty? So um, what degree of certainty? What, what percentage though? Because I got I got to peg you on it in case you're wrong. Say it again. Or how right you are? Because if, if you know if you're right, then you can gloat about it. If you're wrong, then you go. I only gave it that much. Well, I, I said the percentages last week, and I don't remember where, what they were. Which the, per the percentages were not for uh, Saeed knock outage, but for what you think Ethan is. like. Oh. Outsider, Claire's yeah. song. Uh, I, I would say that I am, I would say 85% sure that Ethan is the one who knocked Saeed out. It's pretty confident. Pretty good. Yep. yep. Pretty good. Okay. Right. I'll give you credence if you got that right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was. Oh yeah, pretty good. So I, th but to answer your question, I think I don't think he acted alone. I think he probably is. Among yeah, makes sense that he worked with others. Mm -hmm. Uh, and why? Why do you think they took Claire specifically? Later we know his mother. Ah yes, okay, so that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but do you have to kidnap your mother though? And, know, and 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 okay. So do you think Ethan? So do you think Claire was attacked the one night when we kept, you know, oh is she crazy? Not crazy, but just you know, a bit delusional from dreaming. Yeah. yeah did, did you think it was dreaming, or do you think she actually was attacked? Oh, well, at this point, I I have to believe that she actually was attacked. That's one with the needle. Or she could be clairvoyant. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Which actually, that might make more sense than she was actually attacked. That she has some sort of buoyancy to her power. Yeah. Well, she was attacked. My question is, why would her own child attack her with a needle or her 
his born self. Unless that needle gives him like superhuman strength, which allows him to tug two people to the jungle. <gasps> okay, anyway, now that we've solved that case on how Ethan single-handedly dragged two people, <laughs> let's continue. Yeah, I, I guess uh, you no. Know, thinking about it, because Claire is very much into astrology, right? She yeah, she, astrological readings. Palm and, reader. Yep, yeah, and she goes went and saw the palm readers a couple of times <laughs> in the previous episode. So it, I I don't think it, it's beyond the realm of possibility that she was dreaming but it was a predictive dream mm -hmm. that's true too it could have been predictive she was Which, attacked but she felt that she was going to be attacked soon mm -hmm. and that like it would be interesting to think about the first dream with the blood in the crib and john locke with the two different colored eyes um but we're not talking about that episode we are not <laughs> we moved on now as of the past so uh Locke and Jack continue, and Locke thinks there were others, that others have done this, but Jack doesn't quite buy that, no, there can't be other people on this island, and, you know, Locke says, Saeed said it, you know, yeah. the others. I didn't get from Jack that he didn't believe it. So what did you, what did you think? I, I felt that he just didn't buy, or, hmm. I thought that he just didn't care that. The, the, oh, that probably makes more sense. Yeah, the most important could... thing would be to to get there as fast as possible, even if it's only the two of them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Locke does tell him, "Hey, let's go get a search party. Take our time." Jack's like, "No, we got we got to go now. Which way? <laughs> Which way?" And Locke, Locke just points, and Jack just runs. Yeah. Uh, He's. Uh... I, I I I thought that was kind of funny. I think it's funny, like. He has a flashback now, but after the flashback, when like he gets caught up to, they're like, "Oh, hi, Jack." <laughs> no, seriously, you've been running in circles. Uh, <laughs> so good. Everybody yeah. gets so sweaty in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, running through a jungle, dude. They get pretty wrecked hard. <laughs> they know. So he gets first flashback. Uh, Jack's doing surgery, and the person is not doing well at all uh did they did they show him taking over for his dad or no right he just came in and no. he's doing it yeah okay, yeah so he's just doing the surgery the person flatlines keeps trying keeps trying and his dad finally tells him to call it and tells his dad you call it yeah not much to it just he takes a long time to help resuscitate the woman or whichever it's the proper terminology for that but it doesn't work and tells his dad to call it yeah uh, i mean I think the, only, the only thing i would add to this is that it did get me wondering why his father's making that call oh why why the dad's telling him to call it right i mean why he's there at all really i mean oh if, if he's the one doing the surgery yeah why is the dad there yeah he's coming in right at the end of the surgery that's true i mean it's gonna get answered pretty quickly but yeah next flashback is pretty well on that i think yeah mm -hmm. it does that yeah so, uh, so moving on, we see Kate and Locke. They talk about, hey, we gotta go find him. The thing, Boone wants to come as well. Shannon tries talking him out, but Boone's all in. So, you see more Boone in this episode. That's always great. I know you really liked Boone in the beginning. Hasn't been yeah, too I much of a character. Boone flashbacks in this yeah. one, but we didn't. Sadly, no Boone flashbacks, but we get some Boone here. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Locke is going to track him. Boone, Locke, Kate are the party 
right now. There's, there's a lot of different parties that occur. Yeah. Yes. So this is a party for now. Yeah. They're the, the main squad. Well, for now, soon there'll be Jack in there. Right. Okay. Uh, before before they leave though, Walt goes, you know, to Mike or his dad, I should say. Oh, we should go. Vincent. Vincent could help. Come on, Dad. Uh. And he's like, no, 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 no. He offers Locke if he could go. <laughs> and, and Locke says, no, no, no. Any more will just slow us down. Mm-hmm. And Mike goes, oh, well, I'll just make my new, our new party then. Locke, Locke fully agrees with the idea and says, you know, we're going to go north. You guys go south. And I just thought, that is, I, I don't think Locke realized what Mike was saying. But even if he did, oh, what a power move right there. What a, what a, uh. It was. I, 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 I had trouble figuring out why this whole bit was in this episode. You didn't, you didn't like that whole bit? <laughs> it's not that I didn't like it. it. It's just, I mean, what was accomplished by it? But then, honestly, I said what was accomplished by it several times in this episode. So. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But, uh, but Mike's yeah. party, I wish... One, I've, I've, uh, I'll, I'll give the complaint here of, like, Mike has a party that goes south and we see them we see them leave we see them come back we don't see any of the names because they're all like i think presumably no names that go with mike but no. really you don't see any of it okay yeah that's I, that's and that's the thing it's like we see them leave we see them come back nothing in between and i did maybe i'm forgetting Fun fact i, I will i'm going to stop you real quick while we're on this uh when Locke and boone go off right when the the that party subdivides. Boone wasn't originally supposed to be with Locke out there, right? It was actually supposed to be two no names. One was Sullivan. You remember Sullivan, the guy that has the rash or whatever? I think. I think his name was oh, Sullivan. Really? Or if someone we've heard before whose name is Sullivan, I know that. Okay. And some one other person that's a no name. They're they're gonna have them go with Locke, but they decided to go with Boone because this is a, like a production decision, or this is. I, I don't know what, when the decision was made. I don't know if it was like during the script writing or if it was like... Oh, so it was, it was a production decision. It wasn't... Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know it, where it was. It wasn't the characters making this the decision. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it was a production decision. But huh. anyway, well, I, I cut you off there. <laughs> I, just, I, I read that. And I was like, oh. Yeah, but all I was saying was, we see Mike leave. We see Mike come back. Do we even see Walt's reaction when Mike comes back? I don't think so. I think. Yeah, so I, I don't know why any of this is in there. But anyway, <laughs> just trying to show how Mike does not like Lot. Wait, is this is this the episode where Mike down talks Locke, and then Walt's like he knows a lot. Yeah, I think I think he said that. Was that the scene, or is that later on? I think I it was. Remember. Okay, and then yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. There's no Mike seeing Walt again. I think then. Yeah. Oh, typical Mike. Now seen his son enough. Hmm. So, uh, we see Jack running, but then he gets to a clearing and he looks at a plant. Which, by the way, when he looked at this plant. I thought it was gonna have something to do with this flashback because then we go in another flashback, but <laughs> no, it didn't. So there's there's something that was for no reason. You just kind of uh, looked at the plant. Yeah, I mean, like I say, sometimes these flashbacks are placed exactly where I want them to be placed, and it's like, oh wow, that's a really nice connection. And then other times, I'm, I, I think they just time them out. Oh yeah, just yeah. like when you have a certain amount of scene cuts here, just kind of yeah. keep the attention going. And this yeah. is one of those times where it was like, where it just seemed like uh, we need a flashback. 
you know, flashback. Uh, and I, it's just the, so it's um, Christian, Jack's dad, and Jack in a, in the room, uh, and they're kind of arguing about what's occurred here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack talks to his dad about how his hands were shaking, uh, and we we later get revealed that his dad was out for lunch, and he was called in to do the surgery, but he had he had had some drinks during lunch, so he's not at peak form. And during the surgery, he had cut the patient's artery, and I don't know if it's actually in the scene that we learned that he cut the artery, but. I think it is. Okay, so, yeah, so he cut the artery, and ultimately leading to this uh, patient dying. Uh, So Jack came, a nurse had spilled the beans to Jack uh, about his dad doing the surgery, possibly drunk, or maybe just because he was doing a bad job, or whatever have you. So Jack came in and tried to save him, but couldn't. Uh... Trying to, and they're basically just arguing about this back and forth. More, more of just Jack angry at his father for a, understandably. Oh, but and another tid point is his uh, dad kept bringing up the fact that they called him in. If they wanted you here, Jack, why did they call me in? Right, you Jack were, was just upstairs. Yeah, you were in the building. Could have easily done the surgery, but they didn't call you. They called me, and I was out at lunch. Yeah, which is it is interesting enough, but I feel like. It, I think that's a terrible reason because he could have just said, "Oh, I've drank some." Well, first of all, it, you shouldn't drink at lunch, especially enough to like. If you're working, no. Yeah, I don't think you should have a drink if you if you can justify one. I don't know. I I don't even think you should have a single drink. I, no, I don't think you can justify even lunch <laughs> break. Yeah. yeah, so I don't. So I guess maybe that's why he didn't tell them. I was about to say, why didn't he just tell them, "Hey, I've drank some." I I can't do the surgery properly, but talking it out, you really shouldn't do that because then they'll be like, oh, well, you shouldn't drink on the job <laughs> or drink lunch. So I take that back. Anywho, any, any thoughts on this or? Uh, no, I mean, I mean, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's much to glean <laughs> besides what they show you. So yeah, I'm with I, you. Mean, I guess this is just his father basically pointing out his shortcomings, which. It's annoying, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, back in the present, now Jack is part of the main party because he was running in circles, mm-hmm. according to Locke. <laughs> so Locke, uh, when they're as a group, I feel like Locke is more of a leader than Jack is. Well, on a certain... Jack makes some shots. Oh. Do you mean on a, at a certain like way he is? No. Well, I said on a search party. Oh, Locke would be. The leader. Oh, certainly, certainly, yeah. I mean, he does a pretty good job of tracking. Yeah. So I, mean, I haven't seen much of, you know, Locke interacting with lots of people in the cave, for example. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I can't say that Locke is the better leader in that setting, but certainly on a search party, I want Locke leading the party, not Jack. Yeah. Jack just runs free. Jack. <laughs> It's like a dog, like a beagle or something. Video games. Just, ah, <laughs> no! <laughs> anyway. Why did you have to scream like that? I don't know. <laughs> it was, was ill advised. I apologize to everyone. No, no, it wasn't loud. It was just funny. I, just did, I didn't think you'd do like an actual intim- <laughs> imitation of your son. <laughs> so, 
Uh, Locke blames himself, in a way, for hunting with Ethan and not sensing anything was off. So, obviously, so Locke, Locke has lied about what he saw. He, you know, he's seen whatever the monster is. He's, he's definitely, he knows more about the island than he's leading on. Yeah. Was, at least in that sense. So how do you feel about hunting with Ethan? Do you think he really does feel bad that he really didn't know anything was going on with Ethan? Or do you think he's in the know? Right? He's the I, others, quote unquote. I think there's a non zero chance that he did know. Listen, when we when they when the group splits, uh him and Boone take the wrong path, right? That's all that's fair enough to say. Or at least Jack somehow and Kate somehow got on the right path, right? Yes. So maybe, you know No, granted, dummy footprints, maybe Locke just he follows footprints, sees footprints, follows them, or maybe he's trying to end. He was telling Boone to turn back, but might have been him being caring or perhaps devious. Who knows? I mean, not even devious, but just for whoever these other people are. That that brings out so many other questions. How would he have met them? You know, what's going on? Is that who he met outside? Like, a lot, a lot of questions would come up from this. He had a group barbecue and Locke <laughs> got invited because he's buddies with Ethan. Yeah, wait, when we saw the monster, it wasn't actual monster. It was done with like uh, barbecue ribs passing by. Because he was, cause he was so, so hungry, he was so happy, and they just chatted and yeah. Now they're good old pals. Yeah. Also, we need Claire's baby. There you go. Yeah, yes. We sure help you guys. Almost, you almost forgot. I need my mom's. Uh, I need myself. I need. I need to kidnap myself. Did <laughs> Ethan? Exactly. So, non-zero chance. Locke is in on this, or at least knows more about Ethan than he let on. I can buy that. Possibly. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I. I don't know how. I. I would say there's maybe a nineteen percent chance that he knew. Okay. I love, I love when you get percentages. You <laughs> do 20, you did 19. Because like, at 20, 20 is too much. You, you don't have that much confidence. You had 19. I don't, I don't think there's a one in five chance. I think it's less than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he blames himself. Not something was going on. And he also tells Jack to go back. And I mean, you're the only doctor. Go now. Which is also kind of gives credence to Locke trying to people from searching in a way because I mean, he's also mild-mannered this whole time right he's calm collected he wants to take his break wants to hey which which can be out of just being caught and level-headed but also 19 percent chance uh mm-hmm. jack stubborn okay. as a mule goes with the party okay yeah this uh, and uh, this this is a, a situation where i well most situations where i completely agree with Locke. like there there's no reason for jack to be on this search party Mm-hmm. You know, Mike was willing to go. Put a slotted amount, yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, Jack does not need to be here. He he, Locke is right. They need a doctor. He should not be risking it. But Jack, I, yeah, I, I'm completely with you here. I think Jack's just being so stubborn. He said he shouldn't go. Uh, it's he, not worth it because they don't they don't know what's gonna happen when they see Ethan. Yeah, and really, what does he contribute to the search party? He's got he's got grit. <laughs> he's got the grittiest grit you've ever seen. Okay. This man gets beat into a pulp 
threatened, right, in like a hostage situation, and still unrelenting. Okay. I'm not saying it's great. I'm not saying it's a good thing to have grit. That degree, but he's got grit. It's oh. a, it's a trademark. A trademark. Very well. quality. Uh-huh. I, I mean, sure, he later is going to perform CPR, but I, I got to believe there was somebody else on the island who knows CPR. It's not that unco- uncommon a thing to know. Mm-hmm. And by the time he actually gets the resuscitation to work, he's really just hammering on the chest. So. <laughs> but anyway, that, all right. So Jack's going, even though he probably shouldn't. Jack wants to be okay. Can you relate that to your child in any way? Uh, well, like when I pound on his chest, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> kidding. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm no. Draw, we've drawn parallels between Kevin Garvey and Jack. I want to see if we could draw parallels between Jack and your son. <laughs> he runs in like your son does in video games. Maybe he doesn't go to bed. I don't know. <laughs> Much like yeah. Jack. Take forever to get him to go to bed, too. That's for sure. There you go. Okay. But back to the caves. We see a Hurley and Mike filling water bottles. You know, Mike's gossip, kind of mad about Locke. Hurley's like, I do chill. And Mike hates, he even used the word second class citizen compared to Locke. And this is where Walt does his thing. There you go. I remember, yeah. He doesn't, he get these. Doesn't like being treated as a second-class citizen compared to Locke just because he can catch a boar. And Walt defends Locke. Oh, he knows a lot of things, so on and so forth. Really defending Locke. I can't remember anything in particular. He's a good guy. Smart guy. Stuff like that. And Mike tells Walt, straight up, don't listen to Locke. (laughs) Which I can't figure out why. (laughs) Yeah. What gets me is Locke... Helped Mike with the dog, right? And he he seemed to forget about it like the very next episode. Give no credence though. He like with the dog, he he provides he basically provides the food for everybody on the island. He's, uh, I don't know how Mike hates or not well, hates yeah, Locke so much. Never done. He's any- jealous. He's gotta be just jealous. I don't even know why. All it is, and really, Locke has never done anything to harm anybody on the island. No, he's done nothing to hurt Mike, or he's only helped. I guess just jealousy. That's it. Just jealousy of well, yeah. like Locke. That's l- terrible. Mike, you're terrible. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, so Mike goes south with his new party, and Hurley has to watch over Walt. And Hurley says a line about he's known as a warrior at home. I don't. There, so there you go. If you want to pin that one, remember that. Back at home, he's known as a warrior. This this is Hurley, right? Hurley says this, yeah. Do you remember him saying this? Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. And there you go. Uh, back to the party. Uh, so Locke's doing some markings, and we kind of get a, a Boone kind of asks him, oh, "Why are we doing these markings? Can't you track us back?" And kind of get a grim thing from Locke that you know, in case something happens to me, no, <laughs> you can go on. And Locke then takes a break. Uh, this bothers Jack. He kind of steps away. Or Kate tells him, hey, let's talk. And he even knows how he's acting towards Locke. Yeah. Kate tells him, hey, give him some more space. And Jack's like, ah, no, 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 no. <laughs> he's so 
Jack is so worked up, and he does feel guilty as well because he didn't believe Claire about the attack. So he thinks yeah. the attack is real. But I, I think, I think you give a good point. It could have just been clairvoyance, right? Because just she saw something mm. was happening to her. Yeah, I, I, th- I think you know the more I think about that, the more likely I think that is that she is having predictive, you know, prophetic dream. Yeah. And while they're talking, Locke yells, and they find those thing, the thing that Charlie wrote on his finger, the word late yeah. on those bandage things. I don't know, is that what you want to call them? Like wrapped up bandage? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, cut on his finger. Tattoo simulators. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll call them bandages. Yes. <laughs> there you go. And they find uh, I don't even know what letter they found. Was it A? No. It was L. Okay, there you go. They found the L. No. Okay, they found A next. Yeah, because it's late. Okay, I just said that. Uh, and but by the way, I just wanted this to be noted as well. If they didn't take that break, maybe they wouldn't have found that letter. Saying, lock, lock, Locks blind faith tends to work out for him, right? He Locke seemingly can do no wrong on this island. Yeah. I love that about Locke. He's just like Oh yeah. I was kinda of like the ending about it too. Just Locke has blind faith no matter what he just believes and it it cannot do him wrong on this island. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So they suspect Charlie's leaving a trail. Was this accidental? Was this on purpose? They go deeper and they find an A. But this is where we talked. I talked about this a bit before. There's a divergent path. There's yep. a the, the foot steps go one way. This letter A indicates it goes a different way. Uh, Kate says it might be a dummy trail. Maybe it is. They wonder if it is. And Jack presses that they should split up. Fight Locks. Suggested again. You know, Locks. Hey, we should stay together. Jack's like, no, we split up. We're splitting up. And then they split up. So now we have Kate and Jack, Boone and Locke, and there we go. Out they go. Anything you want to comment on that? No, I'm good. Do you think there could have been a more interesting group combination? I'm not saying this isn't interesting. Like, would you like to see Kate Boone? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I, Jack I Boone. I always want to see Jack and Locke together. Mm. Always. And I guess the other thing that I, that I would mention here is like the Kate and Jack thing. I'm just over it. <laughs> you you like, shot it dead. You're like, I don't care. They're together. I mean, I, I just keep going nowhere. Moth. It's like, if they weren't going to be together then, then they're never going to be together. And so <laughs> I, like, I'm not interested in any kind of romance between these two anymore. Um, and, yeah, you know. Well, so it, this, this is not a good time for romance, so Mr. Sal. Okay, this is not. No, of course not, but they, I mean, they barely get along anymore. Except for two, <laughs> and it's like nothing happened. I don't know. Eh. I, I So I always want to see Locke with Jack, but we didn't get that. I guess we got that in the beginning in a very small amount. But... Very small amount, yeah. There won't be any more for the rest of the episode. <laughs> so, they separate, and now we get to see... Yet again, we're not seeing... Lately, there's not been a lot of Sawyer in these episodes. He's been on the back burner. We get two Sawyer scenes, both very good. The Sawyer, still a still a grain character for the little amount we've been seeing him. Oh yeah, he's a scene stealer for sure. So, oh yeah, much like Patty for the leftovers. So many. Pre- we we should really do a Lost in the Leftovers with Sawyer and Patty. I'm trying to think of anything else related. Maybe I'll I'll think about it. <laughs> we can do any more relations other than just scene stealing. <laughs> 
I did think about another one at some point. Maybe I think it was Kate and Jill, maybe, but it was very loose connection. But <laughs> it wasn't worth exploring. Yeah, uh, yeah. But we'll see. Maddie, maybe. Anyway, so it's Walt and Sawyer. Is this scene? Hmm. Yeah, Confusing. <laughs> don't expect that. Did you just think ever like these two ever interacted on the island? Not that we've seen them. Yeah. I saw this. I was like, "What is <laughs> Sawyer of all people?" Yeah, I'm surprised Walt's okay with talking with Sawyer because you think Sawyer's like a big scary guy from Walt in terms of just he probably doesn't have a good rap on the island. I guess son was unavailable for babysitting. I mean, no, Hurley was the one babysitting him though. So like, I don't, I don't maybe son doesn't let him talk to Sawyer. I don't know. But anywho, Walt tells Sawyer about this whole Ethan debacle and how uh, some people have gone missing. And Sawyer does not believe that there are others. He thinks he, you know, thinks this is a crazy notion. There's no way there are other people on this island. Blah blah blah. Uh, <laughs> even even I remember. Uh, Sawyer even questioned right if Ethan was really his name. Maybe he just lied about his name, and he is on the manifesto. Yeah. And and Walt goes. Oh, it's so. Why would we do that? It's stupid to lie about your name. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is just so funny. Because he's talking to a guy who's lying about his name. Yeah, yeah. The Lone Sawyer's name. Uh, but anyway. Uh, uh, Sawyer doesn't buy the fact that Ethan's part of some other group of others and whatnot. But then. Walt brings up. You know, Saeed said it. He's back. And. Sawyer very forebodingly is like, wait, Saeed is back? And Walt's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Walks off. Then <laughs> you get this foreboding shot of Sawyer just looking. I don't know if he looks into the camera or just past it, but he's he's got a look of, is that a very happy one? <laughs> very dark, yeah. almost sinister look. So It's like, there are, Ethan wasn't on the manifesto. Ah, big deal. Saeed is back. What? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that 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 was a little misguided enthusiasm, uh, not misguided, misdirected enthusiasm. I thought on Sawyer's part, although I understand why he yeah. wants Saeed for sure. I, the idea that he didn't think anything of Ethan not being on the manifesto was kind of weird. Well, because it's coming from Walt, I think. Because Walt, the second Walt brings up That's Saeed true. said it, I think kind of believes the manifesto. Because later he asked Saeed about it more, or in the, or in about. Knowing yeah. of other people, but I think it's just because it's coming from Walt, he's like, you know, this is a little. He jokes about how I, how old he is. He's like, oh, you're only seven or whatever. No, yeah. I'm nine or ten or something. Uh, did uh, did you have any guesses on what Sawyer was gonna do? Uh, I, well, I didn't think he would physically assault him. Okay. So I guess I I didn't expect much different than he actually did. I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here, do you want to just do that? Because that's kind of like separate of the entire story. You just want to talk yeah. about uh, Sawyer and Co? Okay. Sure. So, so yeah, Sawyer's so just resting in the cave. Uh, Sawyer comes up and he basically starts roasting Saeed. I mean, yeah. I, I, just little digs at him. Like, oh, came back, didn't you? So and so forth. Uh, Saeed just kind of submits to him. Like, you can hit me. Just remember, I left this camp in shame of what I did. And he 
He claimed he was never going to return. Do you believe this? Do you think Saeed was never really going to return? Oh, that's what his he I, felt when he left. I mean, he said that he had to leave, and I think that I think if he never found anything, he would he would not have returned. Okay, so you do he think he said he was going to find the source of the French signal? So I think that it was always in his head that if he finds it, he will return. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, he will keep looking until he finds it or he dies. Okay, uh, fair enough. <laughs> that that's that's my understanding. Survivalist of Saeed, back at it. Yeah, that's my intentions of or my assumptions about his intentions from the beginning. That mm-hmm. he had those two things in mind: find it and return, or die trying. So Saeed is this really noble thing in a way, despite what he did. Just. I was going to go out there and never return. That's what my plan was, at least. Sawyer does not care at all. He just wants to know why he returned. So it's like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> why did you come back? And Saeed talks about the French woman. And that, according to Rousseau, there's others. But then he also talks about how Rousseau murdered her, her entire team. And has never seen the others. Yeah. So, you know, it goes back and forth. But Saeed does go, listen... I felt like I heard things surrounding me in the jungle, and we did see a bit of that scene where he hears whispers around him. Yeah. Whether whether that's placebo or whatever have you, he's just sleep deprivated, or really, he was being surrounded. Mm-hmm. And Sawyer, you know, he's been holding these, like, wire cutter things, or pliers, kind of right in front of Asai, just kind of, like, gets up, tells him some nonchalant news of, oh yeah, the, the plane holds almost in the water because of, um, I can't remember the name for the tide. Tide, yeah, there you go. Tide, because <laughs> of the tide, and he also kept Saeed's signal fire burning. Oh, no, what a nice guy! He, yeah, what a nice guy. Sorry, I thought that was a really sweet thing. Like, oh, <laughs> just like there you go. Though I, I do imagine he kept the signal fire running, not because he likes Saeed, but because he <laughs> wants yeah. the signal fire to keep burning. But yeah, okay, at least Saeed did not retaliate in full strength. So, there you go. That's that's all of Sawyer kind of wrapped up for that episode. Anything else? Yeah, I this is what it is. We'll get we'll get more Sawyer someday. Hopefully. Actually, no. I think that is the most he gets in an episode. Like that's about it. We stopped. Uh, we go we go to the BL squad. Boone Lock. <laughs> well, I'm now going. That 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 is in the future. People listening, but we're you know, we're gonna go back to where we were with the party. Not two separate parties. Boone and Locke. And Boone starts talking about Star Trek and the red shirts. Which... I'm so glad he talked about this. <laughs> I love this. This is my favorite thing in the whole episode. So yeah, I never watched Star Trek, but I also I know about the red shirt thing with Star Trek of people with the red shirts get killed. Yeah. So so I've I've heard the term red shirts before, but I didn't know the origin of it. So hearing him oh. I was, I was like, oh my god, that's right. So, have you ever seen the movie Galaxy Quest? No. Okay, it, it's pretty cool. It's very, it's very funny. But in that movie, there, there's a character who's hosting like this convention. It, it's like a Star Trek style show that they're doing a convention for, uh, and all the actors are there, and and this guy is hosting it, and and the guys, the guy was was an extra on show at one point but he didn't have a name so they just called him guy and and 
<laughs> and he's very concerned about going down on a planet onto a planet later and because he's like no i i'm gonna be the one who dies because i don't even have a name and uh you know they make jokes like let's get out of here before guy dies <laughs> like it's and but so that that was a star trek ish type thing um but Did he have a red shirt uh i don't remember if he had a red shirt <laughs> Uh, but you know, I, I remember watching Game of Thrones spoilers for for Game of Thrones season what six, seven? I think it was seven, hmm. which you haven't even gotten. Yeah, to. I think I'm... <laughs> anyway, and I'll be I'll be as general as I can. John takes an expedition north north of the Wall, and and we are very familiar with about five of the characters that he takes, but it's a group of like twelve. So when when he goes north, we only know six of those characters. <laughs> so it's just hmm. needless to say, the only six that survive are the ones that we know, or yeah. the only five that survive. I mean, that, yeah, that's plot armor and all stuff. When you think about the randoms in Lost, granted, we've only had one random die or unknowns, whichever yes. you want to call them. Yes, through it wasn't even like there's was like a big fight or anything. It was just ground. So it wasn't even for like like a battle or anything it yeah but definite plot armor i think that's it's very inescapable uh, yeah, stuff because especially the further you get along the more you've kind of invested in these characters it's like well you really want to kill off my character goes the writer no no i don't <laughs> yeah did you know that when a writer whoever writes who is whoever is credited as as writing the first episode that a character appears in like basically owns the rights to that character and gets paid anytime they're used in an episode even if they didn't write that episode and in, in game of thrones no and in, in in any television production what wait wait wait, wait. For, for that episode for that tv series or for any tv series they're used in for example um ethan we just met him two episodes ago right yeah Whoever wrote, whoever is credited as having written that episode, all right, gets credited for creating the character Ethan. And therefore, every time Ethan appears in an episode, that writer will get paid. Okay. That is. You know what I'm saying? That is, that is very odd. So, but is, is it, does this work across like cross series? So if you um, I mean, yeah. If the, if it's a really, oh, so, as long as it's the same character though, not not the same yeah. actor. So if like John Snow made an appearance in Lost, whoever right writer for John Snow in that TV series, even if it's adapted from a book. Oh, yes, I'm getting to a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I'm not but, sure about, but okay. Um, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, for example, uh, Fraser Crane. Do you know Fraser Crane? Uh, that's from Seinfeld. No, Cheers. Okay. Cheers. Okay, Fraser. I know Fraser's a spinoff. I don't know which thing. Okay. Fraser's a spinoff of Cheers. Okay. So, who wrote the first episode that Fraser Crane ever appeared on on Cheers? Mm-hmm. Also got paid for every Fraser episode, if they weren't already ready it anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's. That's very interesting. So, so that mean the person who whoever's the writer for the pilot, whoever gets credited as the writer, they yeah. must be making bank then, right? Because like, I made all these lost characters, boom, boom, boom. 
Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. That that very interesting tidbit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's having nothing to do with this episode. Uh, yeah, we've gone too. We've gone down the it's, rabbit hole. I'm pretty excited that Boone has this conversation because you know the the woman who died in the ocean mm-hmm. would be considered a red shirt. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, Scott and Steve or whoever they are. Yeah, whoever the two. I don't remember. The unknowns. Oh, like Sullivan was one of their names. Okay, like they're, they're red shirts. Yeah, so, yeah no one. Yeah, pennies <laughs> for the fodder. Yeah. So, wow. Well, listen, I like the red shirts thing, but I already knew what the red shirts were. I liked more when he asked him, "What did you do, Locke, before you were, you know, on the island?" And Locke just—I thought Locke was gonna lie, right? Like, I, I remember this is really small facts, and Locke's like, "No, I was a regional collection supervisor for a box company," <laughs> and uh, Boone's like, "What?" And then the Gwynlock kind of goes to keep walking. He's like, yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. Boone, uh, yeah. Locke is in such a, he's on such a pedestal. No matter what he says, Boone is positive that, no, he must be some branch of military or some paramilitary, maybe some underworld thing. Oh. Colonel Locke. Yeah, Colonel yeah. Locke. Exactly. And, and it's funny because sometimes when an ocu- like when something like that seems so ridiculous, you can say it even though you shouldn't say it because you don't want people to know it. Yeah. Because no one will believe you anyway. Exactly. Yeah, I've done that before in, like, like some social games and, you know, some life things you can do that for as well. But it's yeah. just, yeah, it's good. That's good funny. I love Boone. Boone's just if a great character. Killer, the best thing you can do is say, I'm a serial killer. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Except for when the cops come on your door, I guess. But, yeah. <laughs> For the most part. Moving on to the more stressed out squad. So Boone and Locke were pretty chill. They're chatting, right? Kit and Jack, they are. Kate's struggling to keep track of this trail. Jack's like, whoa. When did you first learn to track, Kate? Was it before or after you oh. were a criminal? Blah, blah. <laughs> Which this is, Jack is doing a real, like, ah. Uh, Jack is not a good guy in this situation. <laughs> Jerk to Kate now. It's like I don't know why he's being such a jerk right now. Maybe he's just he's so stressed about this, but he's just such a I don't know why he had to go and bring that back up. But he's like, oh, Can you give me any honesty here, Kate? And Kate God. just talks about how her dad is part of the army and basically taught her to the track, long story short. I wish she had said, Here's some honesty. You're being a dick. Like, <laughs> that would be honest. Uh, another form of honesty, yeah. But <laughs> we get a we get another flashback now. Jack is in his dad's office, and it's basically so it's, it's a paperwork uh, that Jack can sign off on his recollection of events or what happened to the patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, it's something about his dad being impaired or anything. It's just a uh, simple. Uh, or when they, it was basically along long lines of the condition this patient came in, it would have already been like a miracle if we could have saved them. We just did what we could and it didn't work, is what it is. It's basically what it is. And Jack really does not want to sign it, really is not about signing it. And his dad starts, you know, his dad's like, listen, son, I've been hard on you, but it was, it was, I, I was hard on you. 
make you strong. Like because I sacrificed our relationship, I made you a better surgeon so you could save others. Yeah. So do you do you believe his dad in this retrospect? Do you um, think, no. you think he's blowing smack him every second, every turn? He's... You think he's blowing smoke up his? Oh, <laughs> I mean, he, just look at the where, the position he starts from is you're part of a team. Oh yeah, he changes. He changes. At first, it's like, come on, you have to. This is a necessity. Okay. Yeah. But he, just know, Jack, I've done all this for you, and I think you know you're the best surgeon. Did whatever. Right? Yeah. He starts out by strong arming him, and then he tries to appeal to his sense of uh, cooperation as part of a team. And then he finally, basically, begs him uh, with the sweet talking and 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 giving Jack something that he's never gotten from his father before. And it, you know, it seems to work. And it's just it's it's manipulative and it's gross, and I hate him. So. He's up there with Jin. So, did you think Jack was going to sign it? Yeah. You did think it was okay. And number two, this is just the observation I made in the episode, which is I would love that they did this if Jack went to sign it and didn't work, went to sign it again, didn't work, and then you got the third pen, but you did sign it. Oh my God. Because <laughs> Claire is more faith based, right? So she, she believes in the signs of the pen and gives up. But Jack, who's more on the science side of things, yep. oh, bad pen. Right, oh, oh, I would love this so much. Oh man, I knew you'd like that, right? <laughs> I, I mean that 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 would have made this whole scene. I felt like if it was like, the oh. absolutely, uh, I bumped my score up to an eight. If that, <laughs> I would have loved that so much. I remember seeing it with that pen because you know he was kind of like wondering with it, and I was like, oh. If only, because I know they don't, but I wish they did the same thing they did with Claire. I was just, because I loved it. Even though I first saw it, I remembered it, because I loved it. Just, I've yep. never really seen it. I was just using the pen, didn't work. Using another one, didn't work. Just, it's like a sign. Yep. Oh, I would have loved it, that too. Holy cow, they miss an opportunity there. <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was a good one. I was proud of that one. <laughs> sure, I'm proud of you. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I should become a show writer now, because of that one idea of, okay. I came up with this one idea over a decade past the airing of it. <laughs> anyway, onward we go. So we, this this is not where the Sawyer uh, Saeed thing happened. But we already talked about that. So we instead get to see Hurley and Walt playing backgammon. Well, uh, that's right. Hurley is the babysitter. Yeah, Hurley's the one babysitting him this episode. Uh, backgammon. Locke obviously trained Walt well. He beat him, beat Hurley again. I don't know how many other times they played, but it was more than once. Yes. Either they were talking. And Walt, you know, Walt kind of does like a, I was bad too when I first started, but you get better. <laughs> Hurley, I think he said 17th once at a tournament. Hurley yeah. kind of got offended by that statement because he didn't now just start. And Walt makes a quick statement about, he's always been lucky, uh, and his uh, stepdad... Brian even said he's the luckiest man he knew. So yeah, I think there's something to this, but I, I have no idea what it is. Yeah, we don't know. He's the luckiest man. He's a lucky guy. Well, yeah. okay. I think that's important. I mean, well, what's even more important is Hurley has to leave for a meeting, and you know he owes he owes Walt uh, twenty thousand dollars, but he'll he'll get him back <laughs> for that. Which I find that hysterical. It's so funny because <laughs> it ends with Walt going double or nothing. 
So, I wonder where they started at if it ended at 20. Look how many times they doubled it. If it was just kept double or nothing, like if. Uh, oh, how many times it went double. Anyway, there you go. Nice. Mostly comedy. A little bit of. Oh, Walt's very lucky. We can tell. And I don't know if they ever told us about Brian. Thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm less interested in Brian than I am about um, why, about Walt's luck because yeah. I think that is going to come into play at some point. Oh yeah, certainly. Sounds like a well. So now we're back to the team Boone Lock, and we kind of hear we learn a bit more about Boone now. What he did, and he used to he ran a business for some sort of wedding thing, as per his like family's empire. And yeah, I thought he was just a you know a lifeguard. I, I didn't realize that he was moonlighting as a lifeguard, and, <laughs> and I'm not sure like he must have a passion for lifeguarding if he had this like cushy job. Yeah, I mean the way Boone and Shannon are it seems like they're pretty cushy like their lives. So, but you know it's what it is. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I I don't know if maybe he used to be a lifeguard or if like. Yeah, I guess maybe, but that's something I can take that as. Cause yeah, I don't imagine he lifeguards and helps run this business. But, uh, now, Shannon, we know is twenty. Yeah. Oh yeah, cause she said lot. Yeah. Uh, la- yeah, during the census, do we know how old Boone is? Is he no. older? older? I, don't, I don't know who if he's older or younger than Shannon. I'm gonna go with older. It has to be if he's running a branch of a company, not younger. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'd, yeah. That's true. Probably, probably is older than Shannon. Yeah. So, uh, Locke also warns Boone, hey, it's going to rain in a minute. You should <laughs> turn back. It's going to get dangerous. Boone doesn't want to turn back, and he'll keep Boone. going. And uh, Boone. Doesn't oh. he in one minute? Yeah, in one minute. Yeah, he gives it a time. It'll be one minute. <laughs> <laughs> he gives it a little time. Not soon. It will rain in a minute. And then starts raining. And Boone. Still in disbelief that this man could have possibly worked in the box company. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the scene. I love I love the contrast between the Boone Lock scenes and the Kate Jack scenes. There's never a happy moment in the Kate Jack scenes. They're just constantly wired, stressed, or just oh, by them. Mostly Jack, but Kate you know, also gets stressed. And it's, it's not a happy situation. But the Boone Lock scenes are like happy go lucky, do 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 do. Chatting about their lives, so and so forth. So, uh, we see Kate and Jack, and they find the T. So now they're like, okay, we're on the right track. They, they're they're on the wrong one, but oh. And then Jack hears a scream. Kate actually doesn't hear the scream, so I don't know if you think that Jack only heard it, or if, if the scream actually happened and Jack heard it, or if there really wasn't a scream and Jack imagined it. Either way, I, there probably was a scream. By the way, it seemed because uh, I mean, if I think if there actually was a scream, Kate would have heard it. Okay, so you're okay. So we're on two different sides of this. Yeah. Anyway, he goes and he uh starts climbing uh some stuff, and he starts to and then he fall. I don't know if he fell because he's rushing or because Ethan caused him to fall in some way. I think he just messed up on his own footing, yeah. but cool. he falls, and then he gets into. Uh, ritual combat with Ethan, and Ethan no, destroys him. A ritual combat. I just want to say ritual in front of it, so it sounded more serious. But yeah, he gets into combat with Ethan. Combat 
where Ethan just like he slaughters him. Like I don't think Jack gets one punch in. Ethan just every step of the way gets Jack, gets him down, stomps him like his rib cage, and tells him not to follow or he will kill one of them. No yep. more warnings, and then knocks him out. How do you? How did you feel about that? Seeing Ethan. And this warning. Did you think did you Jack would keep following them even after getting this warning? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, wow, really. I thought this would be where Jack would start questioning if if it is worth following them. So, but do, do you think Jack made the right call to keep following them, or should he have quit when Ethan threatened to kill one of them? Well, I, I mean, I think at a certain point you kind of have to follow him. You know. Uh, Otherwise, you're basically giving up on them altogether. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I can agree with... I agree with that. Because if, 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 if you give up on them, you don't know what they're going to do with them. And it might be a fate worse than death. Like, Right. Well, and once once it gets too far ahead, the rain's going to wash away any kind of hope of tracking them. Yeah, these footprints are going to be so hard to follow. So this is one of the situations where I actually agree with Jack. Pushing forward. Um... He gets knocked out, and we get another flashback. Very quick one. And it's just uh, Jack sees his dad, Christian, talking to the husband who plans on suing. Uh, a nurse tells him this, and Jack just kind of looks mortified. You know? Because... Why do you think he looks mortified? Just because he sees the man who's really affected by it? Because we do see the husband starting to cry. Yeah, I mean... I guess it makes it more real for him... It's not just a, a theoretical you know, person who he only knew as an unconscious body. Almost like a machine he was working on, yeah. Like a... Yeah, and you know, I've heard surgeons describe it that way. You, you yeah. have this as a machine that you're working on. Yeah, I've worked on computers, and I feel I think a surgeon thinks on it in a very similar way, because if you humanize it, it, it can make it harder. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure not all surgeons do that, but I know some certainly do. They Think of it as a car or a computer, just something I'm working on. Yeah, but that, I think that seeing his father talk to this man specifically because it's his father, and he kind of knows what his father's saying, and he kind of knows that it's BS. I think that's just kind of triggering for Jack because he knows that he has a lot of power over this situation. And I want to talk about the next flashback. Uh, real quick, because literally, okay, here I'll go over it real quick. Jack wakes up, he's still really like, can barely stand up straight to be honest, and he just keeps going after Ethan and goes not again as he as he yeah. stomps further off into the jungle as Kate chases him, telling him to ease up. Yeah, so, so I, why well, I think that we're meant to think of the flashback when he says not again. Definitely. Oh yeah. I, I agree that's what we're supposed to think on. But I, w- I, I wish there would have been something back to, like, harkening back to the... I mean, I guess I have to show this flashback at some point. I, I wish we could have gotten confirmation it was on, like, the lady that drowned or something. Because I feel like that would have been better. I, I it's more relatable. Yeah, I agree. This is a very loose connection to me. <laughs> it, it certainly is. Remotely in the same situations. <laughs> yeah, they're not at all in the same situations. It's not like I I I, just can't, I can't even relate it to. It's just yeah, they're both pregnant, but I mean maybe maybe Jack has a weakness for like 
saviorship, but pregnant women are like the highest on his list. And I mean, like, for example, when you hear about the Titanic, I don't know if this was real. I, I, I could imagine it was. It was like children and women first, so on and so forth. What supersedes that? Someone very late in their pregnancy. They're basically a woman and a child, right? Yeah. So it's like a two in one. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe maybe Jack holds a similar set of like saviorship as the Titanic did, and just no. go, uh, top billing, right? If it was just Claire and Charlie, no, no, no. But Claire's very late in her pregnancy. But I, yeah. I, I get that. I just don't get the not again thing. I, that that yeah. I shouldn't even say I don't get it. No, you get it. You just don't like it. I'm with you though. I I think that is a poor connection. I. They could have made a better connection with things that already exist in the show. Or, I mean, maybe if they changed up the storyline. Like, if maybe he fought more to get his dad in trouble or something. Or, yeah. Yes. You know, like, like it was a struggle, uphill struggle. Because he, when he gave up his father, he just had to say the words. It's not like people yeah. weren't believing him. He had to do all this, had to find evidence or something. It's something that shows uphill struggle. Like, it is in this case. It's not like... He's letting it happen. Someone's, I don't know. It's, it's it's so unrelated. It's hard to even for me to make like. Well, the relationship is, you know, he had an op uh, an opportunity, albeit a late one, to save a pregnant woman, and he couldn't do it. Uh-huh. And so now here he is trying again to save a pregnant woman. And that's the only connection I can really connect though. Is is just yeah, two pregnant think, women. And I don't even think I'd be dwelling on it, except he says not again. Which I think if they just left that line out i'd be much more okay with this <laughs> what, what if it said not again not like the lady who drowned <laughs> would, you be, would that would that be better than <laughs> better? well not if he said it rhetorically like that but <laughs> no not rhetorically but you know I, I someone else already died on this island because of me i'm not gonna let that happen again like there you the, go no that would have been better i don't i still don't know if i would have loved it but definitely an improvement i yeah I, i'm with you though too i don't like the connection they make between this pregnant woman and claire and the fashion they make it maybe they could have made it better i can't really think of too many mm-hmm. off the top of my head but he was pregnant when he was operating on her yeah he didn't exactly well but when he finds out it makes it even worse and we'll soon yeah. find out that so yeah I'll, let me talk about the flashback real quick when so they're some sort of hearing thing yeah the formality of the hospital Dad gives a series of events, and it's revealed in the conversation that the lady was pregnant. Jack looks absolutely like devastated, and he says he needs to revise his statement. Confesses that he came later. His dad was intoxicated, and struck her artery, causing her to die. In his professional opinion, Dad, I like that. I like that little dig of in my professional opinion. <laughs> I'm sure his dad used that. But... So, yeah, so that's the big reveal of, oh, she was pregnant. I guess I forgot. Like Claire is. No, yet. So, yeah. But, yeah I, guess I should say we didn't know she was pregnant when he shouted out, not again. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I just don't know why that's as applicable. Uh, I, don't <laughs> so I We'll move on from that, but yes. there you go just is what it is i guess so we we're, we're with kate and jack and here i think is something that you'll dislike overall 
and I I can agree with you to a certain extent. I'd like to try to predict you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm upset I didn't get this episode spot on. I was cl- it kind of makes you upset that I was close, but not right on. Anyway. I mean, you, you basically were right on. The, no, but I was off by the final the final guess of it was a toss up between seven and eight, and I said eight, but you said seven. Well, yeah. I I was on eight too. I had eight written down, and then I erased it. <laughs> I said I said I said eight, and you're like, oh no, critic can't even be right. And then you changed it to seven. No, I no, I didn't erase it tonight. But when I first watched the episode, I did have eight written down, and then I went and erased it. <laughs> Uh, maybe we'll raise it back up. Make I my prediction it. correct. Then, then, then I will be clairvoyant. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Kate and Jack, uh, they find Charlie hung on a tree with the last letter. So, what immediate thoughts you see Charlie hung up on this tree? Um, well, uh, you know, <laughs> not good ones, I imagine. No, I know. I yay, Charlie, we found him. No, I, I didn't. I, you know, and this is where I really should not be on imdb for anything oh my god okay so you thought charlie okay this is where charlie's gone here i know how many episodes charlie's in and it's not 11 so... oh my god <laughs> so, uh, so that that's that's my own fault not i don't know i don't that is your own fault i don't know is it my own fault i'm just looking yeah. at memes yeah, that's her own fault. I remember. I remember we talked about Charlie because we talked about the very first episode we were very first episode we recorded. How you went on IMDb and you've kind of, oops, I saw some likes of a, you know, episode count and yeah, and you used Charlie as an example and that really upset me because I know that this happens and it's like a, if you know he's gonna live, it's like well, okay. Yeah, so I knew, but I didn't have any problem with this. I thought that was fine. Oh, okay. I thought you'd be upset that he did live. Nah, I mean, I guess maybe I wasn't because I knew he would. Okay, but anyway, Kate or Jack holds up his legs. Kate cuts him down, and Jack's been so long trying to resuscitate him. Yeah, basically just going down to beating on his chest. Mm -hmm. I do, I do, I love this part though. He keeps beating on his chest, Kate finally convinces him to stop he's not coming back and you know they're both kind of standing there it's like you know this very deep sadness just a sad music playing oh by charlie yeah is that is that that a tv show name goodbye charlie the hello charlie i don't think it's either hello charlie it's one of those like it's like a disney thing i can't remember anyway I don't know. It's a TV show. No, it's Good Luck Charlie. That's what it was. I remember. It's Good Luck Charlie. Anyway, now that I think that for me, uh, Jack stops beating on his chest, and it sounds like looks like all is done, and then he gets right back to beating on his chest. And this is the scene where the flashbacks worked for me. Hmm. I think this would have been a good one. Your image of of the first flashback that we have of him trying oh. to. It. And his father's impl- is just a, basically imposing upon him. Call it, give up, and and he does. Yeah, I think I I agree completely, and I think that's the whole. You're supposed to call yeah. back to that. Granted, they can't. Maybe if they change the way they did the order of the scene, like we didn't see this operation occur, and we just knew about it happening, and then their very last scene is them showing the operation happen. Like, oh, this is the flashback operation. 
Yeah, a flash, a flashback, and then a flashback. <laughs> That's getting good now. But yeah, I, I, I think they're trying to go in that angle of like, uh, what's the term? Like juxtaposition. That's what. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, you know, he did it earlier for the lady, did not work. Here he does it for Charlie, and it does work. And but someone telling him to stop in both cases. Yeah. When he listens, when he doesn't. Yep. And so I, I did, I did like this scene for that reason because this is flashbacks actually worked for me. Yeah, okay, yeah, this is where his, his saviorship paid off. And anyway, they get Charlie back. They're both very happy, right? Great mm-hmm. delight. And then we come back to the cave. A lot of people there, not Boone and Locke. But we have, um, you know, Kate, Jack, uh, obviously Charlie. Mike yeah. returned. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, we just know Charlie hasn't spoken since they brought him back. Yep. They did not find Claire. And Charlie, I mean, he's very scarred. Jack finally coaxes him to talk. And Charlie just says he did not see or hear anything. He doesn't remember anything. All they wanted was Claire. That And that's, like, the most interesting thing in the episode to me. So, my question to you is, how, how did this occur? When they when they first got him down from the vine stuff, I noticed, like, there was, like, red around his eyes. Kind of not just his eyes are red, but, like, around his eyes. Like, maybe they put a blindfold on him. Yeah, that's what it looked like. But so, how do you think he didn't remember anything? Do you think they like drugged him? Uh, they, I mean, they just silently walked through the jungle. He got dragged off in the beginning, so I, I was just assuming he was unconscious for some of it, and then in shock, and therefore didn't remember stuff thereafter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Big questions on what Claire is. How do you feel about Claire's? So, did you think that Claire? Starting the episode, did did you think both of them would be missing? Like, yeah, end of the episode, they would not get them back. Oh, um, oh uh, no, I, I, I kind of expected that they'd get neither back or they'd get both back. They get one back. Yeah, that 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 was a surprise to me. I thought all or nothing. Okay, but Claire's the one they wanted for whatever reason. Yeah, his son just missed his mom. Uh, but is they, not he. Yes, they is a big keyword. All they, and I think very purposefully. Oh yeah, do that at the very end. All they wanted. So Charlie's yeah. confirming that it was more than just Ethan that was there getting him along. Yep. Who are these others that we'll keep referring to them as? Yes, Claire's baby. We we then see. Maybe what if all the others are just Claire's different babies that she has throughout her life? And then <laughs> this is the others. That's oh. why they only wanted Claire. Claire comes back as like the leader of the others. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's their mother. Anyway. Uh, Ethan is the baby's father. No, stop. Yeah, we already know who the baby's father is. He's his own father. No. Oh, I heard about this. Some some weird time travel thing. Anyway, I'm not, <laughs> not going to get into that. Uh, last two scenes are we see Kate and Shannon and I forgot all about this. Of Shannon's worried. I'm like, why, why is Shannon so worried? Oh yeah, because Boone's not back. <laughs> and Shannon's just worried about Boone. Kate gives her some reassurance to, hey, if you want to be stuck with anyone out there, you're out there with Locke. He's good to go. Great point. <laughs> yeah. Better <laughs> said. Uh, and the very last scene. Another cliffhanger ending. Cliffhanger ending. 
Hang ending. Cliff hanger ending. Ah, another cliffhanger ending. Uh -huh. <laughs> Lost. I'm telling you, there's a lot of these types of endings that occur. That always make you want to watch the next episode. Right. And, and then this one. That's that's good. You know, I, I, I like when shows do that. It's I understand why they do it. And it's it's fine. I like I'm it. okay. I am okay with it, especially if it's like week to week. If it's like season, I think you gotta be worried. It depends what kind of thing you're doing. We can do it. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. If, if the whole season finale is just you making a cliffhanger and there's no massive payoffs besides that, that's the bad season finale. But there's other stuff that goes on and you just end it on the cliffhanger. I'm like, okay. As long as I get, yeah, I got some stuff. You mean Jack literally hanging from a cliff? Ah, yes. The best cliffhanger. <laughs> the most truest <laughs> cliffhanger. Yeah. Anyway, Boone wants to turn back. And, but Locke feels it. And this, this is what I love about Locke. He, he just has constant faith in the island. He just believes that this way will lead to something. And Boone wants to turn back. So Locke tosses him the flashlight. And it hits something metallic. It's something steel. Mm -hmm. And it just ends the episode with him trying to like uncover whatever the steel object they've hit is. Yeah. All I'm going to ask you is what do you think the steel object is? Which, if, if you can guess it. I mean, I, I have no idea. P part of a plane, it sounded, it sounded pretty hollow. Maybe it was Russo's bunker. Ah, okay. Uh, it can't possibly be Russo's bunker. That's like three days away or something. It's more than a day away, at least for Saeed when he went. Because well, he was out for like two, three days. When he got caught by Russo and it took him longer to get back, probably because he had a messed up leg. But yeah, yeah, I, I, so I don't think it's Russo's bunker, but I, but it, I mean, it sounds like it could be hollow, but I don't know. I mean, piece of a plane is the first thing I thought of. So we definitely know other people have um wrecked on this island, almost like a Bermuda Triangle sort of way, right? Yeah, I keep thinking about the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you gotta think of Bermuda Triangles as. I wonder if that was inspiration for this show. It might have been. I, I think it had, uh, to some degree, one of those writers when they were writing was just like, oh, like the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, uh, I definitely think... But I don't, yeah, I don't think you go buy Bermuda on your way from Sydney to LA, though. You don't, you don't, yeah. I'm, I'm just, the island, like the Bermuda Triangle, in the sense that just crashes occur. Yes. No, you know, geographically, not the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> what a, what a, what a connection to fly. You go to the Bermuda, some, like, by Cuba, and then you fly all the way <laughs> to LAX. That's around the world in the exact, like, longer, over, not over the Pacific Ocean. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's it for the entire episode. No. You're still going to give it a seven. You're not going to give, bump it back up to the deserving eight that it is. I'm definitely not saying that because... I gave it an eight in my ratings. Well, I, for you. What? Okay, so let me let me ask you a question. So, I mean, you give you gave House of the Rising Sun an eight, which I, is inexplicable to me, but you did it. You give Tabula Rasa an eight. So, so you're telling me that you put this on a level with Tabula Rasa, and you like it more than something like Walkabout or White Rabbit. Yeah. Interesting. I guess my, my biggest issue with the episode is almost nothing happens. 
I mean, yeah, yeah that, that's what I think too. There's not a lot of event. The only event that really happens is they get Charlie back. Yeah, the, well, they get and Charlie. They connect. We find this piece of steel, and we learn that Jack blew the whistle on his father. Um, it's like those, those are the the big events that happen. As far as character development goes, I I don't think this did very much to develop Jack's character. Nothing really new. Which yeah. Learn of his past. So, that's true. So it, it's not plot heavy. It's not character heavy. This feels like just kind of moving pieces, which I mean, it, this this almost feels like a filler episode. Hmm. Uh, here's what I'll submit to you. At least they didn't play golf. <laughs> as a as Locke once said, "I have faith." Right. So, there you go. I mean, I, have, I'm sure that I'm sure that this is not a descent into me disliking the series. I, I might I, be if you don't like this one. Really? So, Sal, the next episode, I'm telling you, you will not like the next episode. Oh, really? I told you that for this episode. And so I was right. You know, yeah, I said you would not like Or maybe it was the episode. No, yeah, it was this one. I said you wouldn't like it as much. I was right. Oh so, yeah, we talked about the Jack episode. It's not that great. I'm telling so, you now. I actually don't know whose point of view episode we are getting next week. I don't know either, actually. Let me let me let me go check real quick. Let me go quickly check. Uh here. Look up. So so you told me you actually know earlier we talked about what the title of this episode means. Well, I mean, okay, it's a Kate episode. Oh, okay, okay. That I'm, I'm instantly more excited about that. <laughs> no, no, you don't want to be excited for that. Okay. No, you don't want to trust me. Okay. Anyway, trust me. Reverse psychology in me here, but no, I wish I was. I wish I was. Um, so all the best cowboys have daddy issues. Uh, I mean. So much of the episode focused on Jack's daddy issues, you know. That uh, I'm sure that's where it comes from. I'm not sure what cowboys have to do with it, but so now let me now here let me do it. So there's an album called "All the Best Cowboys Have Chinese Eyes." Now I don't know why it says Chinese eyes, but it's by a rock star, Pete Townshend. Now this story, Wait, Pete. Uh, Pete Townshend. You know who that is? Town Shed? Yeah. Sh- sh- no, sorry. Not Shed. There's an N in there. Sned. Townsend? Huh? Are you sure it's not Pete Townsend? Maybe. I don't know. I've never heard of him. You probably know Pete Townsend. That probably that probably sounds that sounds better than Townshed. I'm just going to look it up myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah look up all the best cowboys have Chinese eyes. All anyway, right. uh, there's a story inside the album jacket which tells a tale of leadership and sacrifice in a crisis. Okay? Oh. Uh, the quote, I'll, I'll read out the quote real quick. A natural leader emerged. The most remarkable thing about him was his eyes. Somehow they arrived alive. Somehow they found the broken bottle trail without help. All stars, great and small, shine under God. All the best cowboys have Chinese eyes. So, uh, this little, this is a reference. I don't know, it's a, but it shows tales of leadership and sacrifice in a crisis. So, 
all the best cowboys have daddy issues, it's saying Jack has leadership and will sacrifice in a crisis, I guess. But there you go. All right. That well, that definitely makes me like the title more. Come on, out of name. It, it's it's Pete Townsend, by the way. He was like the lead singer. Of, like, <laughs> you got to know Pete Townsend. But who's the lead singer of what? Sorry, the Who. <laughs> but who? You don't know the Who? <laughs> the Who. Yeah, it was a band. no way. You are pulling my. Ch- I've never heard. Oh, of them. Kurt, no, no. <laughs> Tell me you don't know who the who is. The who. Sounds like the others. The who. Or some Dr. Seuss thing. Oh my god. The who. I'm not going to get into this with you right now about Pete Town Townsend. But I'm hoping you'll up your rating to an 8 now. Because you, th- you thought you knew the title, but you didn't know the title. Which I think warrants an 8 now. Right? Just because of the title? Yeah, just because of the title. The title didn't make more things happen. <laughs> but doesn't, that, doesn't that make you feel better about the episode knowing that? Jack, I think before... Oh, go on. Continue, continue. No, that, that's it. That's the oh, end. okay. <laughs> I, don't you feel better knowing that Jack's the leader? Because I think before this episode, we didn't know Jack was the leader. But this title kind of cements it. Jack's the leader. What do you mean we didn't know Jack's the leader? Did you know he was the leader? Uh, yeah, we've talked about it several times. Oh, wow. Wow, we really got that spot on then. Wow, good on us. Oh, so, well, I... <laughs> no. Yeah, no, I understand why you gave it a 7. I just wish you gave it an 8. It's for my own... Oh, I'm so upset I got close. I'd rather be way off than get close like that next time. Uh also, if you want to know how many days they've been on the island, because now I will refer to the Lost Wiki page. To go, how many days do you think they've been on the island so far? Because you can keep track of how many days they've been on if you like listen to all their context clues. Really? Yeah. The wiki here has like a set <clears throat> date that they day that they've been on here, not date. I'm, but... I'm gonna say they've been on the island for three weeks. Sixteen days. All right. Only a little over two weeks. Huh. Little interesting thing I thought I'd throw in there. See, <laughs> there you go. Uh, is there anything else? Who the who is? <laughs> this is not the who music review podcast. This is show hoppers. We've my, seen all the famous TV shows. Guys. My generation, Bubba O'Reilly, Tommy. Like, no, I don't know any of this. Oh my god. Well, well, Mr. Cell is trying to come to terms. His grip on the reality of how he's I don't know. You're not getting any younger, Mr. Sells, I'm gonna say on that. So Fair enough. <laughs> there's uh I'm trying to think if you want to email us, Shoppers Podcast at gmail.com. Uh we already told you to pre rate. If you didn't like the episode, go back and do whatever you want there. Uh share the podcast. I don't know. If you're a teacher like Mr. Sal is maybe try to Push it onto your students. Oh, please don't do that. He, he doesn't Actually, know any better. The lost one's fine. Wait, what? The lost one is fine. <laughs> You're not left over. Well, once they graduate, push it on. Once they're over 18. Once they're of age. Yeah. <laughs> once they're of age, push it onto them. Uh, or use reverse psychology so you're not actually pushing it onto them. Be like, hey, don't watch the leftovers. You guys are too young. 
if only you guys were old enough, then you could enjoy it. But you guys are too young, technically. Yeah, that as well. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I may or may not have done the, that very thing. You very much so did. Uh, <laughs> you may or may not have just done it with the next episode to me. <laughs> no, no, I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. This episode will be worse than this episode. The next episode will be worse than this episode. I think I misspoke. There. Uh, uh. And I think that's. Yeah, I don't think. Is there anything else you want to say, Mister Sal? No, like, what do you like so much about this episode? Huh. I mean, you're ranking it pretty high. Like, yeah, this, yeah, I really did enjoy. Well, that's a top five episode for you. Yeah, yeah. Right now, well, I, listen. Here's here's all I'm gonna say. The rankings that come purely from the gut, some analysis that goes into it. I liked a lot of the interactions in this episode. And that's about it. Well, the plot didn't really move. But I like the interactions that happened between the characters. Okay. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, have uh, like, well, in Sawyer, that's great. Oh, Sawyer, Saeed. Oh, like, uh, Boone and Locke. That was cool. Oh, oh, Jack and Kate was like, eh, but it was okay. I was like, oh, this, this is nice. Okay. That's All basically right. why. I can. I, didn't. I can. I can. I can understand that. In the same way, someone watching maybe The Office would give it the rating they do. Have you ever seen The Office? You haven't, right? Uh, no, I've seen all of it, yeah. Of oh, you course. have seen The Office, okay. Yeah. Okay, but you haven't seen Lost. No. Okay. Just wanted to clarify that to the viewers at home. We try looking all high and mighty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shoot you down a peg. <laughs> Even though I also haven't seen Lost, but I've seen more of it than you say. <laughs> Go that carrot. Uh, I gotta. I have to. I have to tell you, Kurt. Yeah, well, I think I'm gonna bump it up to an eight. No, you're not. You're just trying to pull my chain. No, I, I actually do. I, I, you, your explanation of what you liked about the episode, I think, is accurate. I think. No, what I, I spent so long trying to convince you to bump it up to an eight, and when I gave up, you bump it. No, <laughs> it's a seven. Live with it. <laughs> no, I'm bumping it up to an eight. Oh my god! It's my least favorite eight that I've that I've. That's fine. I didn't think it'd be your favorite. That's why I said I thought you would precisely how you were mixed between two. I thought you'd mix it between seven and eight. Yeah, but but I think you're right. I think that it's worth it's a worthy episode because we get to see these interactions that we haven't really seen, and they're good. Mm-hmm. You know that that I. I love the Hurley and Walt one. That that one was really good. Or I I loved all the small interactions. Sawyer and Walt. Anything with Walt. <laughs> Walt did really good this episode. Walt uh, bumps this from a seven to an eight. You know, but the Boone and Locke stuff is really good. You're right. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna bump it to an eight. I didn't, I didn't want it like this. Okay, well. Ah. <laughs> uh. I just came to terms with it, and then you bumped it up anyway. Okay, well, I gotta end the episode before you change it back down. So, uh, thank you, everyone, for watching, and we'll see you next week. Bye.